an entitled Karen secretly records me and tries to get me fired from an athletic program as a coach, claiming that I was too out of shape to be a coach on this kid's program. But my boss was absolutely not having any of this and put this Karen right in her place. Here's what happened. So I recently had an emergency appendectomy and recovery has been very slow. So because of that, I had to take time off from my own athletics, but worse from coaching in the kids' sports program I'm currently involved with. The experience as a whole made me step back and realize I really built my whole identity around being active and healthy. So the hit my physical abilities took as a result of being sick, as well as the healing process, has made me feel lost. I've been working to regain the joy I used to experience from exercise without going, oh, you used to be so much faster than that, or saying something like, your technique used to be so much stronger. I don't want to feel like I don't fit in anymore. I want to enjoy myself regardless of the level I'm at. But ironically, the anxiety about not being able to do what I used to has made regaining those abilities a bit difficult. It made me self-conscious about exercising in public spaces, but I was starting to get over it as friends convinced me the source of my concerns were all in my head. There is no way to get back to it other than training. So despite the anxiety, I started running again as soon as the doctors approved it. I went to the local track and just did a few slow laps each morning, building up speed every few days. And I've only just been authorized to add some sprints and bodyweight strength training to the mix. Occasionally, there are a few other people at the track, but I didn't really notice because I run with headphones on and I try to zone out in these lighter sessions. But little did I know that my friends were wrong. It was not all in my head. In fact, I was being watched. And more than that, I was being judged, which really is my worst nightmare at this stage of building back my strength and speed. On Friday, I was setting up for practice at the kids program and the head coach asked me into his office because apparently a parent had filed a complaint. When I step into his office, I see a parent I don't really know too well. And this is where the entitled Karen steps in because she had some very specific complaints about me. The meeting almost didn't happen because of the Karen's initial refusal to put on a mask, which was required by facilities at the time. But eventually, her desire to tell on me for whatever she thought she had on me overrode her freedoms to infect everybody. I was a bit nervous, as anyone would be when they're called to a meeting with their boss over a complaint. But I figured it was basic complaints, like maybe she wanted her kid to start more, or maybe she wanted her kid at a different position, or something like that. But instead, I sit down in the office, and this entitled Karen is playing my boss of a video of me running on the track. And this was all filmed from very far away. Mind you, this track is surrounded by stadium-style risers. When I saw this, I was horrified, both because no one is ever really totally used to seeing themselves on video, and because I was just embarrassed about how slow I was. But most importantly, why was this virtual stranger that I had never personally met filming me while I ran on my own time at a private facility? She then went on to explain that her 8-year-old son, one of the players on my squad, was lapping me in the video and was then insisting that the coaches needed to hold themselves to higher athletic standards than the younger players if they want to prepare them for college teams. Again, her son was 8 and I had an appendectomy. Apparently, her son would sometimes be running on the track while their older brother was practicing on the field nearby. I never noticed. The kid is still relatively new to me and I don't pay much attention to the other people on the track. My boss patiently but firmly explained to this entitled Karen that my physical abilities are not the parent's concern and all personnel are closely managed by the head coaches who understand each unique situation and what's appropriate and that her son wouldn't be impacted. The entitled Karen then went on to say that my being out of shape was probably connected to why I had been taking so much time off lately, which is technically true if you count 
being in the hospitals taking time off. She also complained that the personnel changeover isn't good for the kids. My boss again reiterated that the head coaches hadn't changed or taken any time off and that I was still one of the most skilled in the area that I instruct. So this was not her concern. She then asked in typical Karen fashion if there was someone else she could speak to, but he explained that he was the owner and the founder of this program. So no, there was no one else. I knew my boss was intentionally avoiding saying what had happened to me or even alluding to health issues just to protect my privacy. But I figured maybe being transparent with her would show her how ridiculous she was being. But when I explained my health issue, she just immediately turned to my boss and said, well, maybe you should just furlough them until they're healed and bring on a healthy coach in the meantime because my son needs someone out there who can keep up with him. And at that point, I just about had enough. My boss respected what I was trying to do, but made it clear that we weren't going further with that strategy to avoid setting a precedent of sharing coaches' personal circumstances. He then had to walk this lady through why people take time off in the first place and that their personal health status was none of her concern. This entitled Karen still kept trying to kick up a fuss, but the coach wasn't having it and finally told her that he had to get back out on the field as well as back to her son and everyone else's kids. She then started physically leaving but continued to complain about how she was not satisfied and how she would not be recommending us to other parents. Which, by the way, as a little pro tip, that's not a very good way to conduct yourself with people who make recommendations to scouts concerning family culture and team interactions. The coach at this point wasn't prepared to leave, and instead he stopped her in her tracks to tell her if she was found to be surveilling or otherwise harassing any staff members ever again, she would be permanently banned from the program. No games, no practices, no team social events, no presence in our buildings, and no clemency. Nothing. She would be gone. So that was incredibly satisfying to see. Her son is good, average at best, and I'm personally glad that the consequences were focused on booting her out rather than limiting his opportunities to have fun playing. So then we went out and had a great, happy, safe practice. This was still a pretty upsetting event for me personally though, and I'll never unsee the discouraging video of me running, but it was ultimately reassuring to know the other staff had my back. Because you know what? Leaving that Karen in the dust is just another step on my road to recovery. How much of a scumbag do you have to be to try and get somebody fired because of their personal health? Like, did this lady really think that she was clever hiding in the bushes and filming this person as they're trying to run around the track and get healthy? From what I've heard, appendectomies can really take it out of you, and it makes it really hard to do any kind of exercise. So the fact that this person was just struggling around a track to build back up some kind of athletic ability should be celebrated instead of recorded and mocked, which is exactly what this entitled Karen was doing, in my opinion. But thankfully, their boss was on their side and backed them up 100% as they put this entitled Karen right in their place. I'm afraid that my boyfriend's lack of life skills is killing my love for him, and I honestly don't know what to do. So my boyfriend is 31 years old and I am 23, and we have been living together for a few months. I never like to judge someone's upbringing because you never know all the details of someone's family or anything like that. But it's clear we were raised very differently. My boyfriend just moved out of his parents' house last year, and up to this point, I've been living alone for several years now. We've known each other also for several years. I'm a firm believer that the world is a vast place with a lot to experience, and it's a shame to not grow and try things, like going out there and traveling or something along those lines. Well, my boyfriend does not know how to cook at all. In fact, when we cooked together for the first time, it was the first time he ever touched raw chicken. He even just tried broccoli this year for the first time. Our cleaning standards are also vastly different as well. Once a week, I will clean the bathrooms, and throughout the week, 
I will vacuum and wipe down the countertops. He thinks cleaning the bathroom once a week is way too much work. I usually do this alone, but when I ask for help, he complains about it hurting his back and he won't finish the job. And anytime he does try to help, he will have to ask me where all the cleaning supplies are even located, even though he should know this. I am constantly having to hold his hand in this regard. I just want him to wake up one day and have the initiative to clean or to learn how to cook something not frozen. This is so alarming that I'm worried that our future kids together will have no life skills, and that is just not acceptable for me. When I asked him for help cleaning last weekend, I told him that it would literally take less than 10 minutes of his time. He responded by saying, well, that's my 10 minutes, you know. It's controlling that you would demand I clean on your schedule. And when he said this, I was so incredibly hurt. He simply doesn't get it. I spend every weekend for hours cleaning, not to mention cleaning up after him throughout the week, picking up all of his unfinished tasks, as well as making sure to wash the sheets at least once a week, because I honestly don't think that they would ever get washed if I wasn't the one throwing them in. And when I try to explain this to him, he says that that is way too much. In fact, he brushes his teeth maybe once a day if he remembers. Am I being unreasonable here? I really love him, but I don't want to handhold someone or teach them. I totally understand not knowing how to do certain things in life, but why can't he just literally Google it? Is this even solvable? It's filling me up with resentment and killing my love for him. What should I do? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The way your boyfriend is acting is really disturbing. He is 31 years old and he doesn't know how to do these things, like really? Not even the basics of washing clothes or cooking? That's a big red flag in my opinion. And he just moved out of his parents' house. Now don't get me wrong, I get it. Sometimes to make ends meet, you gotta move in with your parents. That's not what I'm saying. But it sounds like the person involved in this story is someone who is fully capable of living on their own and starting their own life. If anything, it seems like they just haven't done anything to further themselves as a person. Like it really seems like they haven't made any attempt to develop any kind of life skills. How do they function? How do they get things done? That's just not okay. I can understand someone in their early or late 20s having that problem, but he is 31 years old. It's time to grow up and start being responsible. So I think if anything, it's time to have a conversation with him and say that he needs to step up because this is causing problems in the relationship. I'm sure you do love him, but I really think that if he really does love you, he will make the steps necessary to try and change and be more responsible around the house. And that includes 
daily hygiene, as well as cleaning up after himself and cleaning the house. Otherwise, this is just going to cause problems. And without some kind of communication, I seriously don't think this is going to get any better. My brother's wife exposed a secret I told him in private in front of my whole family. And now I don't know what to do. My relationship with my brother has been deteriorating ever since he got married. For some context, he had a wedding in his wife's home state, but didn't invite his family members. Their wedding was all over social media, and he rented out an entire hotel for three days. He paid for everything using money from the family business. This happened six years ago, and everyone in the family is still upset about it. When we told him we were upset that he told us he wasn't having a wedding, he acted like we're being busybodies and needed to mind our own business. We had family meetings about it, and he said he wants to keep his two families separate. Whenever we are around him, he doesn't mention his wife or marriage, and we don't ask him about her. My family lives in the same city as him and his wife, but we see him every day and his wife about four times a year. The problem started a few months ago when we wanted to travel, but we had to lie about it to my parents because in Asian culture, women are not allowed to travel without a male companion. I confided in my brother about my plan to lie to my parents, and he agreed to help me do it. A few days before I was supposed to leave for my trip, my brother and his wife come over for dinner. As my entire family is sitting around the dining table, I made a joke about being broke, and my sister-in-law chimes in and says, how can you be broke if you're going on a vacation? My entire family looks at me confused and asks me what my sister-in-law is talking about. I basically acted like I had no idea what she was saying and that she must be confused. I had to cancel my trip because my parents would never forgive me if they found out that I had lied to them. When I saw my brother a few days later, I told him that I no longer consider him family because he ruined the only chance I had of going on vacation. This all happened a year ago and I have seen my sister-in-law two times and both times I said hello and just went into my room to avoid her. Since then, I only share polite greetings with my brother and don't really talk to him. Not being invited to the wedding hurt me, but her exposing my secret was the breaking point. This wasn't the first time she has done something like this either. I have mental health issues and I used to talk to my brother about them, but every time I saw my sister-in-law, she would talk to me about my mental health and lecture me about all my life problems that he told her about. She does this to all my family members. We tell him something in private and then the next time you see his wife, she'll mention it to you. No one in my family tells my brother anything anymore because we don't want her knowing about it and we have been distancing ourselves from him entirely. Now my brother is upset with us and is complaining that we don't support him. But how can we support him if he doesn't respect our privacy? What should I do? Your brother is 100% at fault here. You're telling him private information that you would expect he would keep private. Stuff that you would share between siblings. And the fact that he's blabbing this to his wife and then this wife is so openly exposing you about it is really, really toxic. So you have every right to cut him off and distance yourself from this man. You do not have to deal with this. And in my opinion, I would not tell him a single thing anymore because he is just going to keep doing this and that's not fair for you. And he is only upset because there are finally consequences of his actions, not because he feels bad about what he did. You have now set a very clear boundary and he's upset that you did that. And that, in my opinion, is a clear sign that this person is not healthy for you. I don't care if he is your brother. And the fact that he ruined your chance at a vacation after his wife chimed in about something that is definitely none of her business, essentially destroying your plans days before you're about to leave. I mean, that's so unbelievably toxic, it's not even funny. So no, I would not let him back in your life and I don't blame you for cutting him off. He, as well as his wife, are incredibly toxic and you do not need that in your life. My next door neighbor keeps 
asking me for rides and it's really starting to become inconvenient and uncomfortable and I am honestly not sure how to get them to stop without upsetting them or causing any problems. What should I do? The title pretty much says it all. I'm a 38 year old female and I live in an apartment building where my neighbor across the hall doesn't have a car. There's three of them in total. One's 25, one's 29 and another is 43. Occasionally they ask for rides and I try to be helpful in emergencies but I just can't be their regular form of transportation. I don't want to be a solution that they rely on all the time. I could list millions of reasons why I feel this way, but mostly it's just the fact that they're so selfish. For example, a few months ago, they asked me to take them on an errand that is literally 30 minutes away on a good day. So overall, they took away an hour of my time. They did pay me for gas, but the time is what kills me. This errand has now turned into a monthly thing and I feel trapped and I don't know what to do in this situation. The last time they did this, they only gave me a few extra bucks for my time, as if that's going to compensate me at all. How can I get out of this entire situation without being a jerk? Because that's honestly the last thing I want to do. To make things more complicated, they pet sit for me when I'm out of town. But in the end, I pay them $15 to $25 a visit, and I review my security cameras religiously, and they aren't even there for more than 3 to 5 minutes a day, which really upsets me, but that's a whole nother problem. I think they see pet sitting as doing me a favor, when in reality, I see it as me giving them a chance to make extra money, and I have expressed to them repeatedly that I can find someone else to do it, and that they can say no if they don't want to do it. In fact, I literally do feel like even them pet sitting for me is me doing them a favor. They even used to knock on my door pretty consistently just to ask if they could borrow some money. How on earth do I get out of this situation without being a jerk? To be completely fair, and to be completely realistic, if they ask for a ride every once in a while, I wouldn't mind. But regular errands that take up so much of my time, that is just unacceptable for me. Especially when these errands take so many hours out of my life and prevents me from doing other stuff. How can I handle this situation? What should I do? It sounds like the original poster in this situation is definitely stuck in the mentality of being a people pleaser. They obviously don't want to come off as a jerk and they don't want to offend their neighbors by telling them no. But at the same time, they're completely getting taken advantage of. These people are using this person's car just so they can get around and do whatever they want, taking hours collectively out of their day just so they can do something that they very easily could have gotten a car and done themselves. Or if anything, use public transportation to get done. It's not fair for the original poster, so I completely understand where their frustration comes from. I think it's also really important to remember for this original poster that they are not the jerk for saying no. If anything, their neighbors across the way, who are literally just taking advantage of them, they are the jerks. They're the ones treating you poorly. And you gotta remember that going into this. So how do you say no to these people? You say it just like that. No, I'm sorry, I cannot give you rides anymore. And that's the end of it. And then from there, you can find a dog sitter who can take care of your dog while you're off doing other things. And I can guarantee you that dog sitter's gonna spend more than five minutes checking on your dog just to make sure it's breathing practically. It's not fair for your dog, it's not fair for you, and you should not have to put up with this in my opinion. They have no claim over your car or your life in any way, shape, or form. So it's time to put your foot down and set some healthy boundaries because otherwise they will only continue to walk all over you. My wife changed dramatically after we got married and now I'm not really sure what to do. My wife and I dated for about six years. We are fairly different and come from very different backgrounds but we had what I thought was a really strong relationship. We got married and everything seemed wonderful until while on our honeymoon she casually mentioned that she wished she hadn't gotten married and this was on our honeymoon. I was completely blindsided by the comment but when 
I questioned her on it, she said she just meant that it felt like we were so young to be a married couple. On that same trip, she mentioned that she no longer wanted to live in the state where my family was, but instead closer to her family. We had talked before about getting married at length, of trying to eventually live in my family state. I was initially upset, but given that it's fair to want to be near your own family, I said, okay, so long as we live somewhere with a good airport so I can still travel to visit my family. After we got back from the honeymoon, she stopped saying I love you. If I said I love you to her, she might mumble it back, but most times she would just give me some grumble of agreeance. When I asked her about it, she said that she didn't feel we needed to say it to each other because we both know that we love each other. I told her that I felt like I needed to hear it, especially after her comments on wishing we hadn't gotten married. But she dismissed it by saying that we're just different in that way. About a month later, she told me that she no longer wanted biological children. She has never wanted to be pregnant and have kids herself. But we had spent a long time talking about having a surrogate. She knew that having kids was a super important thing for me, and this really would be a deal breaker in my opinion. She says she changed her mind on surrogates since the wedding, which was about two months ago, because she thinks it's unethical. She's open to adoption, but I really want to have a biological child. This next one she told me in tears, and I think because she knows how much of an issue it is for me. With how many big things she's told me over the brief time that we've been married, I'm starting to get the impression that she wants me to get a divorce, but she is too afraid to do it herself. I think she fell out of love with me a while ago, but got stuck in the whirlwind of the wedding and couldn't find a way out. We're trying couples counseling, but I'm so hopeless about it. I'm looking for advice on what to do now. Is there a world in which this is salvageable? I was so excited for a life together, and now I can't imagine what my life is going to look like. I'm also horrified about being divorced at the age of 30. My wife is such a big part of my life, and is intertwined with all of my social and family circles. My family is going to be absolutely crushed, especially since we spent $50,000 on the wedding just a few months ago. What should I do? What a tragic situation. You spend $50,000 on a wedding to a woman you thought loved you, and then you go on your honeymoon only for her to then say, psych, I don't think we should have gotten married. I don't love you like that. That is absolutely horrible. I can only imagine what that must feel like. It almost makes me think if there were maybe some signs before the marriage that she was really feeling this way, but she just was trying to hide it. Like, I would almost want to know if there were some kind of conversations going on or some behavior that would even indicate this. Because who goes from being married to suddenly saying, whoops, I don't like you. And the original poster has it right. They're basically saying, hey, I don't love you. Let's get a divorce. But they don't have the guts to say it themselves. How unbelievably toxic. If I were in your shoes, I would do it exactly the way you're doing it. I would at least give couples counseling a try. Maybe that can help sort out your issues and maybe she can fall back in love with you. It's not a guaranteed thing, but I mean, who knows? You might as well try, right? But if that doesn't work, you better believe I'm getting a divorce. This cannot be my life. I cannot be married to someone who blatantly says on my honeymoon of all places that she does not love me like that and she does not want to be married. That is tragic and I can only imagine how heartbreaking that was. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.